Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, so the you know when you're coming up with a talk, let's title this one: "Control of a Virus or Control of a Population." Now, we could look at what how our population or how the world governments are. Um, really handling this crisis circumstance. So the quality of your life literally depends on the quality of questions that you ask. Now, we're not going to delve, delve into, um, you know, what, where the virus started, who started it, was it wild or was it engineered? Let's just look at what we have using the data. Now, how deadly is the virus? Well, we know that through facts and stats that 99.9% .9 of everybody that gets it is fine. That if you do die with it, you have to have a comorbid condition. And the majority of people that are dying have some of the problems. Now, also, how is the virus identified? Does everybody that has a positive test, do they really have it? Are there false negatives, false positives? You know, we've got to ask that. And so we're, we're going to answer these questions on this talk, by the way. Also, who is at risk? Who's not at risk? I mean, do you think that the healthy rugby player who's, you know, strong as all heck, no drugs, total organic guy, um, is he at the same risk as the stressed out person who's taking blood pressure, cholesterol, and type 2 diabetes medications? Well, let's look at that. Now, what what precautions or responses have been implemented in the past? Figure right now, if we had a meteor coming towards Earth, okay, there'd be certain um, uh, responses that our society would do. Now, this is not a meteor. This is a virus. It's a virus that by all, and if you look at the Diamond Princess, where you had an enclosed group of elderly people that had a death rate of around 1%. If you look at overall mortality of even in the worst case scenarios, like Hubei in Italy, um, it, you know, it hitting a very, very sick population, you're still looking at around 3%. Okay, and then if you tighten it up into elderly populations that are sick with comorbid conditions, you're still looking at like 14%. So no matter how you crunch the numbers, 85% of the people that have it are not going to die. Now, what are our responses in the past to SARS, to MERS, to influenza? I mean, figure influenza, you're looking at around 80,000 people a year die no matter what. Some say up to half a million. So what are responses in the past? What are they now? Now, are the recommendations by authority based in science or is there, is there an agenda? We're going to go over that. Now, are the authorities, the people that put in power, providing calm reassurance or panic? What do you think helps the immune system? Then, are there recommendations to strengthen your immune system or are there recommendations based in fear uh, now and, and think of it if um, you know what 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 is being recommended washing hands and wait for a vaccine wash hands social distance wash hands and uh, wear a mask wash hands and stay inside wash hands and don't go to work there's not one thing in there about vitamins or minerals um, in our masks gloves, general population isolation, social distancing, did this really add to the health of the population or fear of each other? 
And this one, it does opening the prisons and closing the schools to protect the public make sense. Yes, that's right, folks. We are opening prisons and closing schools to protect the public. Now, if you're looking at prisons, and we're going to go into that, um, you have a group that's already in lockdown isolation, and you can control everybody that's coming or going out. So this would be the ultimate group to have an isolation because they already are. Uh, But no, no, we're going to release those because prison is too dangerous for them. Does closing the beaches and parks make sense? Okay, so so let's let's get into this. First, quarantine. Historically, quarantine has been brilliant. But quarantine has never, never been quarantining healthy people. Never. So this is a new experiment, and we can see how it's working in process. Because if you're isolating susceptible individuals or if you're isolating sick people, that just makes sense. Isolating healthy individuals, this is an experiment in process. What about shutting down businesses? That's right, you're shutting down the mattress store. You're shutting down all restaurants. Is that based in science or is it an experiment in process? Then we have um, the most bizarre thing. The mayor of Los Angeles encourages residents to report violators of the stay-at-home order. That's right. He's encouraging um, your neighbor to turn in uh, other neighbors, okay, in in order to – it's just neighbor against neighbor. Uh, Does this sound like Nazism or what? Now, here's on USA Today, local jails releasing hundreds of prisoners among corona fears from just dozens of weeks ago. In Cleveland, 700 prisoners are released out of the jail within two weeks. In California, 250 um, set free. Nashville, Texas, 300. Uh, New Jersey could reach 1,000 people. Okay, they're released. Now, why are they releasing them? Because they say that the isolation they're doing in prison uh, is putting the people at risk. Wake up. Listen to this. The only group that is in total isolation already that we control their food, we control their movements, and control the people that come in. That's the ultimate isolation. And we're saying that isolation is so dangerous, we, could, we should get, get rid of it and get them out in the public? I, 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 please, somebody explain that to me. Now, um, I, I've got some friends, okay, that are into softball. And I'm, you know, it's like all these different sports. We just got an email about a young kid, 15-year-old girl, okay, out of Stockton, that it, it, the title of the article is, um, this gal passed away Friday from stress issue related, stress issues related to COVID-19. And Coach Jackson relayed the information explaining that the cause of death was reportedly due to the stressors that pressure from coping with self-isolation caused by COVID-19. I'm going to read the article tonight just, just a bit, but we're, if we get caught up in this frenzy of, of virus panic and caught up in this compliance with insane recommendations, okay, like keep off the grass to prevent COVID, 
uh, avoid going to the beach to prevent COVID. I, I mean, there's just mind-blowing. But, but the article goes on to state, quote, her, single, her mom is a single mom with her own catering business, which in these times couldn't have been going well. And this coach, God bless him, quote, I've coached for over 28 years, and these young ladies are like daughters to me. My heart is broken. I can't stop crying. I'm asking for you to keep this family in your prayers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, this is just one death and I'm telling you, each person matters. And if the implementation of these draconian um, measures to protect the general public, how many people are dying from those measures? How many people have anxiety or stress or, or elevations in blood pressure or stroking out? Or, I mean, the, what is the secondary process okay, that's occurring? We have, um, this is April 2nd. It should have been April 1st because can you imagine arresting a paddleboarder? Now, a paddleboarder um, arrested at Malibu Pier for flouting the stay-at-home order. What is the purpose? Look, bureaucrats, this is a message to police, to officials, to government, to common sense. They used to call it bureaucratic speech, Breckenschmidt, about, about how you could get in Nazi Germany, a baker or, or you know, a, a car mechanic to follow orders that would harm other people. And when they asked them, they said, how could you get a regular person to do that? It, it's because it was following orders. So you give up personal responsibility. This is a call out to every of those, man, woman, child, okay, particularly those in authority, to stop doing stupid stuff. If you're following an order to just follow an order, what is the purpose of the stay-at-home order? The purpose is to isolate people. Now, the isolation of healthy people is a brand-new experiment. Okay, and so this guy was paddling alone in the middle of the ocean, okay, offshore, it looks like 50 feet from the pictures, and surrounded by lifeguards because he's breaking the order. Breaking the order, was he putting anyone at risk? No, absolutely not. Um, was he doing a healthy activity? Absolutely he was. Was this strengthening his immune system? Absolutely. And we arrest him for it? So then I type in, okay, um, arrests for uh, violation of the home. And you're going to see lots of these all over the place. Now let's look at masks because we're told to wear masks. So we're told not to go outside. Is that, based, is that an experiment or based in science? It's an experiment. Now we have a handout for masks. That's why if you want to wear them beautiful, do it. Don't do the traditional sheet over the head with high holes in it. That would be scary. Okay, but, but let's look at masks. Well, according to the Surgeon General, he posted, um, uh, and this is the Surgeon General, Jerome Adams, posted on Twitter, um, seriously, people, stop buying masks. They are not effective in preventing general public from catching the coronavirus, but if healthcare providers can't get them to care for sick people, it puts them and our communities at risk. They are not effective in preventing general public from catching the coronavirus, but if healthcare providers can't get them, 
uh, to care for sick patients, it puts our communities at risk. Okay, so now, now when we when we look at this, well, the CDC, okay, when you go on their site, and because they just changed the recommendation today, so you know if you're having trouble following it, don't worry about it. Um, surgical masks, according to the CDC site, while they do protect large respiratory droplets, um, a spray from a sneeze or cough, they don't prevent airborne droplets. Surgical masks aren't considered respiratory protection by the CDC because they don't filter small particles and therefore it isn't effective in total preventing corona transmission. Wearing a surgical mask um, helps you prevent from sharing your germs if you're sick. Really? So let's look at the Journal of Infectious Disease. This came out yesterday, okay, and the title of the study is Masks Fail to Filter Coughing in COVID Patients, uh, about that mask recommendation. And so what they did, they had patients who have tested positive for the COVID. They are sick with the COVID, and they coughed in a Petri dish. <laughs> and then they coughed with a surgical mask, then they coughed with a cotton mask. And then they checked, and it turned out, interestingly, the swabs from the outside of the mask were positive for SARS-CoV-2, while most of the swabs from the inside of the mask were negative. Interesting. And they had, they were instructed to cough five times in each Petri dish, and they found out that the, here, let me read the part of this. The medium viral loads were negligible when comparing the coughing samples with a, without a mask, with a mask, and with a cloth mask. So the masks don't work, but we are now required to do it. So what's really happening with the shutdown of businesses, with this major experiment? Uh, Walden Bellow, um, who is, I mean, brilliant financial guy. Financial operators are racking up profits in a sea of liquidity provided by central banks, whose releasing cheap money has resulted in issues of trillions of dollars of debt. I heard just one that they're going to be doing a trillion dollars a day. And by the way, the stimulus package that some people think is two trillion, it was seven trillion last time I checked it, and sixty percent of that is going to the banks. So the rich will be getting richer. So why does that matter? Because the poor are going to get poorer. And shutting down businesses and getting people to go home, uh, we started by talking about that young fifteen-year-old kid. Okay, so look at the American Journal of Public Health, two thousand eleven. Estimated deaths attributed to social factors in the United States. Now, they go on to talk about racial segregation, low um, social support, individual level of poverty, low income or income inequality. When you add up all of this, low education is actually a big one. Um, in 2000, 874,000 total deaths were uh, attributed to um, social factors. And so that's a lot. So why are you crashing the entire economy? And that's 870,000 people. Now, do you think actually that shutting down the company, printing more money, just printing more money, we're not making more value, we're just printing more money, that this is going to help offset the wiping out of businesses? Figure 80% of all Americans are employed in companies under 100 people. Uh, it, again, 
So let's look at the real agenda behind this. In uh, Argentina, okay, and you can get this at lanacion.com, quote, when, and this was 2018, December, when renewing your driver's license, the passport, the registration, a complete vaccination record, card will be required. Now, Bill Gates and most of the pundits, the talking heads, are talking about how you're going to have a national vaccine registration card. And knowing that we have governors and mayors saying, turn in your neighbors for noncompliance, this is what the end result will be. Forced vaccination, forced medication use, forced compliance with any inane suggestion or experiment that they can do. Now, you can look at the original swine flu vaccine in 1976. That was a friggin' disaster. Now, they're rushing this one out. We know that SARS vaccines has had a problem in the lab before, and they're rushing this. Do you think that's going to be a long-term study showing the safety or efficacy of this? No. Will there be forced compliance? Absolutely. That, along with the other 13 adult vaccines, will be forced. It will be forced compliance. There will be no option, no medical, no nothing. And it, because this is what it will have to have. I mean, in Argentina, they have a single vaccination card. And listen to this. The new framework also establishes that parents, guardians, and legal representatives will be responsible for the vaccination of their dependents. Uh, in case of noncompliance, this measure will generate actions of corresponding judicial health authority tending to affect vaccination, ranging from notification to compulsory vaccination. So the and we have um, back last year, okay, and this well September 19th, uh, and this was before all of this insanity. They want to improve and modernize uh, influenza vaccine manufacturing, and so Trump ordered uh, modernization of our vaccine. Now, who is on this task force? The Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of Health and Human Services, the Department of Defense, Department of Justice, Department of Agriculture, Veterans Affairs, Homeland Security, FDA, CDC, and NIH. That's it. That's the task force. Now, we know that vaccines, according to the chief scientists of the World Health Organization, back in December of last year, they had the Global Vaccine Safety Conference. And she stated, I think we cannot overemphasize the fact that we really don't have good safety monitoring systems in many countries. Well, we could look at the one that we have in America that catches about 1% of the incidents. So that means around 99% don't get caught. Now, um, we also, from that conference, uh, Professor Heidi Larson, who's the director of the Vaccine Confidence Project, uh, at the, at the uh, in, in U.S., CDC, quote, we are in a unique position in human history where we have shifted the human population to vaccine-induced to dependency on vaccine-induced immunity. And that is on the great assumption that populations would cooperate. And for many years, people lined up for the six vaccines that people that they were saw the reason. 
we're in a very fragile state now because we've developed a world that is dependent on vaccination and we don't have a choice but to make the effort. Yes, that was in December, okay, right before this craziness. <laughs> then can you see the pattern here? The lack of science, the forced manipulation of the media, the public, no one is looking at the disaster the health disaster by causing the economy to crash. We know in the British Medical Journal on 2018, reporting flu vaccine science, they said that they do not mention the negative vaccine effectiveness and the increased risk of illness from influenza and non-influenza associated with or caused by the vaccine. Now, that's one of the articles that this article referenced. And when you look at um, the, the, look at the swine flu, the H1N1 in 2009, it turned out that if you got the influenza or the swine flu vaccine, that it predisposed you to get other illnesses. And there is a negative efficacy. That means if you get the intervention, you're more predisposed to disease. Now, this is interesting. This came out March 4th. Um, for, for, uh, and I'm going to also show you one that came up March 24th and it's from the cdc.gov and they wanted to emphasize the importance of getting an accurate diagnosis. And this is quote, the guidance for certifying COVID deaths, uh, on how deaths, uh, I'm looking down. It is important to emphasize that Corona disease 2019 or COVID-19 should be reported on the death certificates for all these descendants where the disease caused or is assumed to have caused or contributed to death. That's right. So on March 4th, and this was, um, they, they have a copy of a death certificate. And so where the disease is caused or is assumed to have been caused or contributed to the death. Think of that. So you don't need testing or any of that. You just need to put it in. Now, this is uh, another um, part of that article. They talk about putting other secondary causes in part two. Um, there's also a World Health Organization um, thing where the COVID diagnosis or the, the coding for the COVID diagnosis, the ICD-10 code, now, these are confirmed cases with no symptoms or with symptoms are patients showing positive results or positive with no symptoms. And so they're getting as many of these diagnoses. And these came out um, the beginning to the middle to the end of March. So we're talking just a few weeks ago. So if you change the diagnostic criterias, you're going to radically change the, um, the number of people that have this. Now... <laughs> Uh, let's look at the testing. It, it's testing. How do you test this? Well, Kerry uh, Mullis, okay, who developed the test, he actually won the Nobel Prize for the PCR test or polymerase chain reaction test. And he invented this 40 years ago in the 80s. And he said the test can detect genetic sequences of viruses, but not viruses themselves. And in fact, the PubMed, the National Institute of Health, 
the title of this article, and this is National Institute of Health.gov site, uh, potential false positive rate among asymptomatic infected individuals in close contacts of COVID-19 patients. This article came out March 5th, about a month ago. Uh, and then we go in, however, the false positive rate of positive tests in the screening has not been reported up to now. And what did they find out? Um, the false positive rate of positive results was 80%. That's right. So the false positive rates, 80% of the time, somebody is diagnosed positive, 80% of the time it is negative or it could be wrong. And we're shutting down the entire country for it. Okay, then we look at the psychosis of, of coming up with weird numbers. Let's look at, and this was published um, March 17th, and out of the Daily Mail of the UK. And what did they have before? And this is pretty exciting, because when all of this started, for them to shut down their entire country, they said, in America, 2 million people will die if nothing is done. If not, they could cut it down to 200,000. And the UK was doing the same thing. They were coming up with these bizarre numbers. Um, they thought that 510,000 Britons would die. Then it was 20,000 Britons would die. Uh, and now it's 5,700 Britons are going to die on estimate. So you might think, well, wait a second. These numbers are all over the place. That's right. Um, and then when you look at the COVID tracking project, where they have the actual hospitalizations and the estimate, the overestimation of hospitalizations was eightfold. The overestimation of ICU beds was sixfold. The overestimation of ventilators was 40-fold. So let, let's just say for the heck of it, let's just take eightfold. So if you have somebody that's the weather service, they said, good God, stay inside um, because tomorrow it's going to be 560 degrees Fahrenheit outside and everyone will melt. And then they call up the next day and say, oops, we were wrong. It's only 70 degrees outside. That's the type of numbers and accuracy that's causing us to change our entire world. And when you go to the COVID tracking dates, and this is the covidtracking.com, another, you know, gov site. Now, in the 32 days that this has been going on, and I figured this up um, yesterday, uh, the standard death rate, that's right, people actually die in America from car wrecks, drug overdoses, murders, from other things. And on average, there's around 7,700 people a day die every day. Now, um, so let's just take this, this, uh, this epic has been going for, say, a month and a half, okay? You know, the crisis in America for the shutdown. Now, in 32 days of standard death, that's around 246,000 people have died regularly. And we're getting all of this news on 9,400 people have died. And again, my numbers are off by two days ago. Now, we know the testing isn't accurate, but you're talking 3.8% in addition to the normal. Now, I'm figuring at the lowest level of average, not uh, the higher levels of average. And we're looking at overall death rates. Is that enough 
to shut down the entire country. Now, let's look, because you've got people out there beating their computer right now saying, no, 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 there's a big death rate. It's dangerous. Look at the CDC. Okay, let's look at the New England Medical Journal, uh, the, one of the heads of the CDC, uh, Dr. Fauci, okay, who in the U.S. alone, he estimated that 38 million illnesses 390,000 hospitalizations and 23,000 deaths this season from influenza, from influenza. And so they say that this looks that it has about a 0.1% case fatality rate. So it's about similar to influenza. That's right. We're doing all of this to change that. So this is a change in belief systems. How much will we tolerate? How, how many restrictions will you tolerate? Will you turn your neighbors in for not following them? You people in authority, are you going to arrest the paddle boarders because you're supposed to, because it's your orders? Neighbors, are you going to turn your neighbor in? How are you going to go back um, when this entire fear of the virus, okay, your fear of your neighbor, your fear of touching, you're washing yourself, you're coughing, you're sneezing, you're walking with a mask around. Are you going to just go back when they say the crisis is averted to hugging and kissing your fellow man? No, this is an epidemic of fear. Use science and use common sense. This is controlling our, our country, our population. It's changing the economy. Okay, people are dying and people do die. 7,700 people a day, a day die before this crisis on average. Do not panic. Use common sense. How do you want to live? Live like your body is intelligent. You're made in the image and likeness of God. We will get through this. And tell your neighbors, get educated. Don't be afraid. God bless you. I love you. And all this will be on tonight. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.